Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 65 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money, tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to build an income and expense report, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, what to look for on a net worth statement to see how close you are to complete financial choice. And last week, we had as our guest, Esty Rand, who is on a mission to create clarity and understanding of businesses and marketing strategies. Today, we have as our guest, Blair Dunkley. Blair's mind models have taken people from their lowest low to fulfilling lives for 40 years. His rewiring your mind for wealth training gives anyone a step-by-step process for taking control of any part of their life, but especially their ability to produce wealth. The secret is not your mindset. What you believe or what you think is not it, but how you think. And I had the opportunity to speak to Blair last week, where he asked me to just talk a little bit. And from what I said, the words were not relevant, but he was able to create amazing insight from how he heard what I said. So Blair, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. Thank you very much, Remy. Glad to be here. And I'm glad you're here too. So let me have you tell us a little bit more about what you do and why you do it. Well, I've spent 40 years developing, well, okay, let me just go back to the maybe the why of it first. I created a private post-secondary educational institution that was based on Government of Canada research, $42 million spent over five years, helping people cope, problem solve, and be successful. That was focused in a direction that leveraged people that were in desperate need, basically on the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum, social services, whatnot. But I chunked that up and I actually ran the business, started the college, uh, and in fact, two of them, one in Alberta, one in BC, and got them both accredited. Mm. So this research is validated, peer-reviewed, as you were, and tested thousands of times and ran successfully for over 35 years. So we know that it works, but what does it do? And how come I got into it? I I twisted the research slightly when I also became a, so I became a life skills coach, then I became a um, mindset facilitator. My dad went into a coma and my training as as a life skills coach worked quite well. But the mindset that I thought I had and I was using primarily for business and building out wealth uh, failed me miserably. Mm -hmm. It blew up. I've since found research um, done by or published in the Association for Psychological Science that mindset works maybe 1% of the time. Now, Self-efficacy, just random, going out there doing your own stuff and testing to see if it works, works 
approximately 31% of the time. <laughs> now, what we did at Life Skills College, because 80% of our student base were potentially suicidal, mm. um, we tested that out to work 80% of the time because if I didn't get it right, somebody could die. Oh, yeah. So that was the driver. My dad went into a coma when I was in the middle of this research. I was thinking that I wouldn't have to do the research fully because it was primarily focused in the area of mindset, and I thought mindset was it. And it wasn't. It let me down. I fell apart when my dad um, went into a coma. And as I said, he was there for 14 years before he passed. Mm, that's a long time. Oh, God, yes. That, that's, that's an enormous time in a coma. Yes, it is. So I needed to figure out alternatives to mindset because I was teaching that back at the college or using the principles, let's put it that way, and incorporating that in my trainings at Life Skills. Thank God Life Skills was validated and had everything in there. Um, I thought uh, mindset was. Mindset, to my knowledge, isn't. I can't find evidence for it upon further research. And I went out and did my own research on things that eventually got called mind models and were tested to have 80% efficacy. In other words, they worked 80% of the time. When you got taught them, they worked 80% of the time the first time. Mm -hmm. Now, you call it mind modeling. Is that what I heard? That's correct. Mind models and mind modeling. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And those work very reliably. And I took that in and some of my well, business colleagues and whatnot saw what I was doing and asked me to help them in their businesses. And so I did and got rather interesting results because I was working with people that were potentially suicidal. But you bundle the mind models up, you get them effective, you take it out in business, and all of a sudden we're getting 80, 90 percent effectiveness the first time. And people are, are changing their income levels. They're changing how they think and they're stopping self-judgment and starting to move into self-evaluation. And when they shift from self-judgment to self-evaluation, their self-confidence goes up. If their self-confidence goes up, their sales go up, their staffing policies get it somehow. Well, I know exactly how I actually lay out <laughs> for them to actually improve staffing, top grading and all, all the rest with their people and then teaching them skills to, to actually engineer a culture. Well, working with that, we've been able to take companies that were barely profitable and stalled out for like 10 years, and in three years, transform the corporate culture, and another year after that, completely flip their, their revenue around and get them extremely profitable. And, okay. um, and that's just one of many stories I have. And it kind of makes sense that if you have a model that is supporting people who might otherwise commit suicide, and I'll call it, who are definitely struggling and, you know, facing major challenges. If you're finding an 80% effective rate in that community, my gosh, obviously, if you uh, apply it to people who are already, I'll say, functioning fairly well, 
then it, yeah, the results should skyrocket. That well, there, makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's absolute. Like it's ninety five percent plus. You yeah. know, it all depends on the little quirks you have, but yeah. it's now minor, minor, minor stuff. Yeah, as opposed to we got to manage this, watch this, move it into place, like all the other stuff. Yeah. Now it's just like, oh my God, if you give people these mind models and you help them, they're coping already, but now they're supercharging and they start looking at themselves differently because I'm sure the, the clients that you've had over the years, one of the biggest barriers is how they think about themselves. Oh, absolutely. Like, one of the things I tell everyone when we, we're talking about creating wealth and the starting point that I speak about is saving 10% of the money that comes into their hands to yeah. keep for the rest of their lives. And the way that I explain it is to say, you need to treat yourself like you matter. Mm -hmm. And the way you do that is to be first in line for the money and right. some of it. Absolutely. And so I call that action, treating themselves like they matter. Exactly. Well, we, d we break that down into all the steps required to do that on a identifiable, repeatable, and duplicatable basis. Because sometimes people can do that one action mm -hmm. and they treat themselves financially as they matter, but they don't really believe that they matter. Mm -hmm. But if yeah. we could yeah. take that and take that across every aspect of their lives, and when that happens, real wealth starts to kick in because wealth isn't just the financial condition. Wealth is a state of mind. Correct. And that's how we take a look at it. And I'm sure, well, we're on the same page. You just said correct. So I know we're on the same page. So it's about transforming people in a predictable manner that can cause people to view themselves differently. And what they do is they stop the self-judgment and self-sabotage and put it into self-esteem, self-worth, self-confidence, all starts growing and in a very, very predictable way. And, and well, you and I are going to have to have some more conversations about this beyond just being on the podcast. Now, this is a little bit of a detour, but because my work is designed to raise philanthropists, uh, I want to ask you from the standpoint of What's the charity that's important to you or the cause? And tell me what they do. Well, basically, I have two charities that I uh, support, um, one with time and one with money. Mental health was a big a charity, and mostly because I was raised, my mother got into mental health when I was very young, like five years old, and I would go out to Canadian mental health summer camps. And so I'd go out there and do that. But mental health throughout the world is so crucial yes and all of our student base and everything was there so i i support that with time and effort the financial one i had open heart surgery my dad went into a coma because he had open heart surgery my mom had a stroke so obviously heart and stroke yes so those are are, are big passion points for me and i i put you know my money towards that so those are the pieces that I, I play in. That makes sense. When I speak to people, it's someone may support a cat rescue because they have cats and it's important to them. Yeah. Uh, you've had health issues. So supporting charities that 
provide health is important to you. I really had it easy during Vietnam in the Navy where friends of mine are crawling through rice paddies, some coming home with colostomy bags or in a body bag. So that's why my charity is Shelter to Soldier, because it takes care of the mental health aspect of the soldiers, as well as, you know, having them become functioning members of society, because I had it so easy in Vietnam. So I think all of the charities that each of my guests support is based on that kind of personal experience. Well, we're getting close to the time where we need to wrap up. So what I want to ask you now are two questions. And the first is, is there a valuable free resource that you can direct people to that'll continue or further help them with whatever they're dealing with? Absolutely. I think I shared with you a link. Yes. There. Uh, a calendar link where they could get a free 15 minute session with you. And right. uh, I'm going to put that link in the show notes. Oh, perfect. Thank you. So I was hoping you could do that. So basically what, what it is, is, is I profile people. My research is rather interesting because I created question concepts, belief systems, all the over 100 mind models. And as a result of listening to people talk in not what they're saying, but how they say their stuff, I can profile people and I'll give people if they wish a, a very short um, profile. If they want something more, I have paid profiling sessions hour long, you know, that people can go to profilemeblair.com and sign up for. But the free stuff that I love doing, actually, very passionate about doing that because it gives me connection to not only your audience, but people that want to experience something very different. And a lot of them are very skeptical walking in. And then I can sort of walk in and, and show them what I can do and give them a snapshot in in listening to them for 15, 30 seconds, doesn't take long, and then give them an overview and generally ask them, so what area of your life would you like me to talk about? That's all I ask you to do. Don't say, well, just tell me about myself. <laughs> There's usually way too many pieces of the puzzle that I get in just 10 to, fi- 10 to 30 seconds of conversation. I need it filtered down. So pick an area you'd like to be filled in on, Don't make it like future-based because I'm not psychic. I can only tell you how you think and relate that back to what's probably going on for you right now or or gaps that you have. If it's, you know, strengths or gaps, you know, in business or leadership because I work as as an executive coach and my clients pay me um, $10,000 a day for my time. And, and basically, I usually take clients on for a year. So that's 120000 a year because it's usually a day a month. Yeah. So uh, that's what I charge out at. But I love giving away the free stuff. It connects me with, grounds me back to my roots. And that and is how do more of this. And that is how we connected because I, we were on a phone call. You asked me to do this thing for a short profile. I spoke for, I don't know, a sentence or two, and you told me, and I said, the struggle is work-life balance, mm-hmm. and your answer to me was right on target. I couldn't believe how accurate it was, which is why I wanted you to be a guest on the podcast. Thank you. Well, so here's the second and last question. Is there something I should have asked you that would also give 
great value to my listeners? Well, a lot of your listeners are out there and they're, they may be struggling with their business. And one of the key things that I do is I help entrepreneurs double, triple, 10x their business. And that is a core focus so that people can figure out how to leverage themselves. And I can usually help them sort through issues so they figure out their gaps that they have and can work less and make more. Because so many of your listeners are probably some way, I was just talking with a business owner earlier today, and he was relating everything back to time wage and figuring out how many hours he needs to work and what's, what's his hourly rate to do the whole thing, which is fine. But most entrepreneurs can shift from hourly-based thinking into value-based thinking. And value-based thinking transforms lives. It's not an incremental, it's not a better, it's different. And when you think of it like when you are disruptive between your ears, you're probably going to look at your business and how you can disrupt around you. I mean, I like Elon Musk, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan, not absolutely, but he, he's created disruption in the world with his thing and leveraged it into, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars of growth in looking at the problem differently. Yes. Well, mindset has been around for a very long time and it's not giving people what they need. Mind models seem to be, and I'd say are, frankly. Thank so you. That's, that's my answer to that question. <laughs> thank you, Blair. And thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you very much for having me, Renny. You're really welcome. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. You can listen to the Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform. And please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor and what one of the cures is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free 27-page roadmap to complete financial choice and receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or money. Again, that's wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. And next week, we'll have as our guest, Jay Facet talking about how to use masterminds to build your business, your income, and your impact. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now.